0: This is All Things Fitness and Wellness, uniting industry thought leaders and fit fluencers on the mission to inspire innovation and encourage people to live a life fit and well. Brought to you by Fitness World Your Fitness Your Way. Visit fitnessworld.ca. Almost 500 million people will develop heart disease diabetes, obesity, and other non-communicable diseases attributable to physical inactivity between 2020 and 2030. The cost? $27 billion annually, or $300 billion by 2030, if governments don't take urgent action to increase physical activity in their populations. This is just some of the staggering statistics that came out of the Global Status Report for Physical Activity conducted by the World Health Organization in October 2022. I'm your host, Chrissy Van, and I quit my 10 year long television career specifically so I could raise my voice behind this matter. My dad was a type 1 diabetic, and he passed away by the age of 50. Through his life, he suffered heart attacks, stroke, surgeries, and many other complications. I share this so you can understand why this message is so important to me. To be clear, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. In his case, he had it since the age of two, and it is not something that could have been prevented with diet or exercise and not something that could be cured. But when we look at the population today, when it comes to heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and other chronic diseases, they can be prevented through diet and exercise. This means that millions of people could avoid the complications that I witnessed someone suffer. Now, when you heard some of the earlier statistics with exceptionally large numbers, it can become really easy as humans to think, how can I possibly be part of the change? But that is why this episode is so important. You are the key and raising your voice is the key. This episode, the interviews were left concise with intention so that you can take the time to hear about efforts that are taking place through North America on both sides of the border. First up, we'll have Mike Gaczynski joining us. He's the vice president of government affairs for URSA, and he's here to explain the FIT Act. There are plenty of lobbying and advocacy efforts underway through the United States with the help of URSA, But the FIT Act in particular would promote health by lowering the cost of active lifestyles for citizens of the country. For the Canadian perspective, Sarah Hodson will be joining us from the Fitness Industry Council of Canada. She'll speak to their efforts on a tax line revision, which would allow Canadians to claim their gym memberships as a medical expense, ultimately allowing more Canadians to get moving. Before we get to it, be sure to hit like and subscribe. We have new podcast episodes weekly that feature industry thought leaders and influencers. Plus, we're continuing our gym and wellness haven tours with inspiring founder stories. We're on a mission for everyone to live a life fit and well. This is ATFW. For those that aren't aware, just re-educate us. What is the FIT Act?
1: Sure. The FIT Act is a piece of legislation currently pending in Congress that would allow individuals in the United States to use their health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts, uh, which are two individual funded accounts that uh, individuals in the United States can set aside money for health care costs throughout the year um, to be able to use those funds towards physical activity expenses, uh, which would include gym memberships, Fitness classes, uh, and then also youth sports leagues and youth sports equipment as well for their children. So it's a it's a great bill, a common sense bill that you know Ursa has been long supportive of. That we're hopeful will uh, make it across the finish line this year.
0: And so, what are some of the next steps? Because I understand that there were some lobbying efforts taking place in D.C. I believe in May. So, talk to me a little bit about what's upcoming.
1: Absolutely. So the bill was introduced on March 14th, and it was introduced with more support in both chambers of Congress than it's ever had before. Uh, in the House of Representatives, it was introduced with six original co-sponsors. Those are six individuals saying it is my job to carry the flag on this bill. Uh, and, and previously it was two in the years before. And in the Senate, it is 11 senators um, as Anyone will know in a group of 100 people having 10% come out of the gate and say, this is this is something we support is huge uh, in United States politics. So uh, we're very supportive of that. Right now, the name of the game is getting more folks to learn about the bill, sign them on as co-sponsors, and get the bill uh, to be heard in front of the Ways and Means Committee in the House, the Finance Committee in the Senate, and ultimately brought up for a vote for passage. Um, and that's, that's where we're heading. URSA is hosting a fly-in here in Washington, D.C., May uh, 9th and 10th, uh, where we're bringing our industry leaders, so that's our board of directors and several other groups, our NHFA, uh, our, our industry partners, et cetera, into town to go up on Capitol Hill, talk about the bill, talk about the industry, talk about the need to get Americans moving for their mental and physical health, and have them jump on the bill as a co-sponsor and urge its passage.
0: And obviously, we're seeing this great leadership from Ursa and your partners, but how can operators best move this message forward? What would be the overarching message? And especially those that attended Ursa this way, the takeaways that are actionable.
1: The number one thing that our members can do and other club operators throughout the industry can do is get engaged. And the easiest way to do this, Ursa has tools that allow you to contact your members of Congress and their staff and tell them that you as a club operator, as an employer, and as a as a business that gets their constituents moving, urges their support of the bill. Uh, we have simple tools that you can send a note to your member of Congress or elected official with one click. All you have to do is insert your, your address and information, and uh, they'll receive the letter and they'll know how to get involved and get on board with supporting the bill. Um, so that's the number one thing you can do. Second thing to do is stay engaged with URSA. Talk to me, reach out to us and see the different things. Uh, we have two different grassroots organizations that we run and, and groups that we run, Team 435 and the Senate leadership, and there are state alliances throughout the country as well that are you're able to get involved with that really serve as URSA's grassroots army. This is the ability for us to then send out that messaging and say, hey, it's time for you to act, it's time to mobilize that, that army, reach out to your members of Congress with this messaging. Uh, So that's the best way for operators to get involved. I will let you know that we are starting this month. We're going to be sending out some communication specifically on FIT, And then there will be a monthly communication to those grassroots teams throughout the country. That With different messages to pass along that will focus specifically on items like mental health and how physical activity helps mental health, physical health, how it helps physical health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And those will all come with the underlying ask to get on board as a co-sponsor fit and to get the bill passed.
0: Well, kind of on that note, talk to me because I know that there's been significant investment. I understand dollars talk. So tell me a little bit about the efforts that have been made to prove those points on the connection between physical activity, chronic disease, dollars saved.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So so we like to use the talking point and have been using the talking point on fit for a long time that a dollar invested in preventative health care is $3 saved at the national level from federal health care spending. Um, so as you allow individuals to utilize their own finances to be able to invest in preventative health care items, such as physical activity, uh, it's only going to save the overarching health care budget of the United States in the long run. Um, bills in Washington, D.C. tend to be, it, it's called being scored, and it has to do with how much money they're going to add to the federal deficit deficit. Uh, we are one of the lucky ones. While this bill does come with a price tag because it is allowing folks to use their tax-exempt money on these expenses, so it'll take the taxes paid away from the, those those purchases, what it does do is it, it has a substantial health savings in the long run over the next 10 years that we can score our bill as cost-neutral to the United States, if not a revenue generator in the healthcare savings that it produces. Um, on the flip side of that, Ursa is a very political. As everybody knows, Ursa does have a political action committee where we invest in the people that invest in our industry. Meaning, we support our champions. It's our way of saying thank you to the members of Congress, the men and women who serve as our nation's uh, elected officials, to say thank you for supporting our industry and thank you support for supporting our efforts. So, through our political action committee, which is volunteer tier donations to the Ursa PAC by members of the club community and members of the industry who uh, who, uh, engage with Ursa, We're able to then support their campaigns. We're able to say thank you for for your support of our industry and being a champion on behalf of physical activity. And we support you and your efforts to stay elected in Congress. And, And it allows us to give them money towards their campaigns as well.
0: And lastly, let's say there's a fitness consumer that all of a sudden has heard, what, there's efforts to help me out to pay for my physical activity. This sounds awesome. How do I make this happen? What would you say they would be able to do to assist with pushing this along?
1: The same thing that I would tell the club operators. We also will have coming out in the next couple of weeks, ways for the individual consumer to get involved and say, listen, I put this much money away into my FSA or HSA every year. I would love to pay for Timmy's soccer team each year using those funds or i would love to frankly pay for my gym membership Uh, you know everybody knows the undeniable undisputable benefits of being physically active Um, and so giving people the opportunity and getting it in front of the the general consumer and letting them know that this is a this is potentially a possible uh, outlet for them to be able to use their their tax-free put aside money to spend on physical activity is going to be a huge asset I would also heed that call to the club operators. If you are willing, if you are willing to engage in that way, we will have signage and opportunities prepared for you to display in your club, display at the front desk, on your televisions, whether whether it be a QR code, et cetera. For you to be able to get this message out to your members as well because while you are ursa's grassroots army you have a grassroots army of your own that comes into your clubs and utilizes your facilities every day um, the more and more folks start to hear about this the better that the, the traction it's going to get and the more likely we are to get it across the finish line
0: fitness World's 16 british columbia high value low-cost gyms are committed to helping people reach their fitness goals whatever those may be exercise, and movement play a pivotal role in supporting people's overall health and wellness. And it is Fitness World's mission to provide the facilities, services, and amenities to help you achieve your fitness, your way. Visit fitnessworld.ca for more information. We're so appreciative to Mike for sharing those details. Now we have Sarah Hodson joining us from the Fitness Industry Council of Canada. First things first, what is line 33099 on our tax forms and why is it important to all Canadians?
2: You know, I think that it's so important that the fitness industry be recognized for its right place within our healthcare system, especially in today's climate of healthcare crisis. Um, it's really hard to get a family doctor and to be even seen by a doctor. And, um, you know, hospitals are, are imploding from the inside because there's just too many people. Um, and we have too many chronic health conditions, And the beautiful thing is that fitness is preventative and helps us to manage chronic health conditions. So how does that connect to line 33099? Well, that is on our federal taxes, and it is the medical expense line item. And so that's actually where there's a list of things that you can put on there that are medical expenses for you to manage and maintain your health. And fitness memberships and athletic fees are listed, but they are listed as ineligible. And so as the Fitness Industry Council of Canada... We are saying that we want fitness to have its rightful place and to be looked at as a medical expense because we truly are having a very positive impact on the future healthcare of this country.
0: So, the line item was not revised by the Government of Canada this tax season. So, tell me your thoughts on that result.
2: We have been working for years to try to get this movement on this line item. Um, and we started as a small association and we had a small voice. And over the last three years, we have grown significantly. Um, and we have a much bigger voice, but it takes repetition. It takes, this is marketing and sales in many ways, right? And so we really have to continue our voice to the federal government, um, to the members of parliament and to anyone involved in healthcare, sport and small business. Um, those are the people that we have to continue to have positive conversations with. We are having po- positive conversations, but we need this to literally be a conversation in the back hallways of Ottawa of people saying, hey, you know that that line 33099 thing that the fitness industry wants? That's great, isn't it? And for someone to go, yeah, absolutely. I know about that. And I think it's great, too. And that's when we're going to get actual movement forward with this.
0: So what have been some of the major roadblocks you're encountering to push this forward?
2: So there is historical um, maybe sentiment that uh, fitness tax credits are looked at as boutique tax credits and really only cater to the people who have affordability. Um, And so that's where we had to kind of break through that. The beauty of line 33099 is it's already a program. In the, in the federal tax department, um, there's already a team of people that work on it, so this isn't something new. And they've already figured out the calculation to make it equitable to all. So that's why we went in with this line item, but it continues to be a conversation around, okay, well, but how much money is this going to cost the Canadian government before we get a return on investment? And we've seen significant reports come out, like the Ursa Global report by Deloitte, that show that a two thousand dollar investment has a return on investment within a year, and for about the next decade, a return of over thirteen thousand Canadian dollars. So we have that information, um, but this is about a country who needs to stand up and say physical activity matters, it matters to our bottom line, it matters to the health of of the people in our country, but most of all, it matters to Canadians. And so as the fitness industry, we have to keep our voice loud for this. But as Canadians also, we have to keep our voice loud for this.
0: On that note, we hear about the cost savings. So what is physical inactivity costing?
2: Yeah, physical inactivity in Canada is costing over $6 billion. It is actually listed as a global pandemic at this point. And this past year, the World Health Organization said that every nation has to have public policy in place to attack physical inactivity. And Canada still does not have public policy in place. And we need to continue to push that forward. We need to be leaders in this. We need to be the early adopters of it. We can't be the latecomers because we're not at a stage with our healthcare system where we will be able to continue to exist without the benefits of more Canadians being physically active.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the benefits of getting more Canadians moving.
2: The, the evidence is astounding. Um, it's almost too overwhelming. We would need a kind of thing going to, to, to very, very quickly beside me um, to be able to list everything that exercise benefits. But yes, it's our physical health. It's chronic disease. It's diabetes, obesity, heart disease. But I think that what we've all recognized more in the last three years is it's our mental health. And we are in a mental health crisis. And even, you know, extended health companies are saying that their number one claims right now are mental health claims. We have a massive mental health crisis in this country. Um, and everybody is dealing with a level of anxiety and depression that they never have before. And we know that physical activity not only has a long-term positive impact on that, but actually in as little as 10 minutes of moderate physical activity, you can feel better. How incredible is that, right? Right there was recently a meta-analysis done of the research. So basically a summary of looking at all of the research on physical activity and depression and saying, okay, all of these different research studies show different things, but what's the summary? If we were to have one takeaway point from it, and it was that physical activity is one t- 1.5 times more effective than medications for depression. How incredible. It's clear
0: revising line 33099 would make a huge difference for Canadians when it comes to their health and wellness, but also for health club operators and owners bottom line. So how can people get involved? How can they help move this forward?
2: Speaking to your member of parliament and getting the word out. If you go to a gym, make sure the gym owner knows about the Fitness Industry Council of Canada and that they're part of this. Um, Talk to your member of parliament, encourage your fitness gym owner Do speak to the Member of Parliament to ensure that, again, in the hallways of Ottawa, everyone is talking about the Fitness Industry Council of Canada and line 33099.
0: So now you're equipped with the knowledge. The next step is having your voice heard. You can head to ursa.org to learn about what's taking place throughout the United States. And you can head to ficdn.ca to learn more from the Fitness Industry Council of Canada. I'm your host, Chrissy Van, and strongly behind the mission for everyone to live a life fit and well. You've just listened to All Things Fitness and Wellness, the Industry Series. This episode was brought to you by Fitness World, your fitness your way. New episodes of the Industry Series drop every Monday, and the Celebrity Series every Wednesday. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe so you never miss out on hearing from industry thought leaders and influencers. We are on a mission to help everyone live a life fit and well.